Brian Sussman Show, Faith, Family, Freedom, Will Smith, Chris Rock, Denzel, and the Devil. It's Wednesday, March 30th, and Ukraine, runaway inflation, Biden's bungles have all taken a backseat to that moment during the Oscars broadcast Sunday night. It's still the talk. And by the way, if you just dropped in from Mars, that moment was one which will live in Hollywood history forever. Comedian Chris Rock was the presenter for the Academy's Best Documentary, and he ad-libbed a line about actor Will Smith's actress wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, who has been dealing with the skin disorder alopecia since 2018. Jada proudly rocks her head bald as a result. Chris Rock quickly picked her out of the crowd and said, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see you. He was, of course, ap appearing to refer to Pinkett Smith's shaved head. G.I. Jane, by the way, was a 1997 drama starring Demi Moore, fictional story about the first woman to undergo special ops training, similar to Navy SEALs. Moore had a shaved head for the drama. So when Chris Rock said, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see you. He was talking about her starring in a follow-up. It was all a joke. In the immediate camera cutaway to this audience of stars right there in the front row, we'll see a Will Smith is seen laughing at the joke. But if you look carefully, Jada is clearly not laughing. And the next thing you know, Smith is seen on stage walking briskly toward Rock. Now, viewers at this point might have thought this was all a planned bit but it was not. Smith then strikes Rock across the face with a very hard and loud open-handed slap. Rock reels and then, very professionally, attempted to compose himself as a furious Smith barged off stage. Wow, wow, Rock said. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. He was visibly shaken as he said this, but he was trying to maintain composure. Smith was quickly back in his front row seat yelling, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. To which Rock replied, wow, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. Smith shouted again. You could have heard a pin drop in that theater. I'm going to, okay, Rock said, before looking back at the camera. After a pause, Rock said, that was the greatest night in the history of television. Very professionally, he somehow immediately went on to present the award for the best documentary to Questlove for Summer of Soul. If you ask 100 people about what happened, you're bound to get 100 different opinions. But it's safe to say that all 100 would agree that what happened at the Oscars with Will and Chris was not the way to go. Smith's temper was totally out of control. Everyone who was watching was uncomfortable. Now, others would argue Rock's joke was out of line and that triggered the whole thing. But here's my take. My take is anyone attending the Oscars is fair game for a comic like Chris Rock. Selecting Chris Rock as a presenter basically puts everybody at risk. Everyone should know this. 
Was Ajoka necessary? Sure, but most of his stuff is is off color and and risque and <laughs> that in my kind unnecessary. But let me ask you this question. I think about this for just a moment. Was Chris Rock's comeback after the hit one of uncommon composure? Absolutely. It's amazing how he kept his cool. My guess is over his decades of comedy, Rock has been ferociously heckled. And this attack was rebuffed thanks to all of that collective experience. He was incredibly gracious in his attempt at making peace. Did Will Smith overreact? Absolutely. Chris Rock could have filed an assault charge or filed a lawsuit. However, the fact that Smith charged the stage and hit Rock, he started it all, tells us two things. One, Smith illustrated uncontrolled rage. Two, he showed us us that as a superstar who makes a living performing before millions, there's a line in his life that's been blurred. He makes money on camera. The paparazzi follow him at all times with cameras. He settled a beef with Rock on a stage witnessed by millions on camera. He could have demanded a private meeting immediately after the show with Rock to get an apology. But instead, he immediately took his anger to a stage and carried out his physical wrath live for the world to see. During the commercial break following the incident, fellow actor Denzel Washington, who I'm told is a Christian, he seems to be a pretty decent guy, Denzel Washington spoke with Smith, who was seen wiping tears from his eyes, obviously struck with remorse over what had just occurred. In due time, it's interesting, in due time, Smith was awarded Best Actor for his role in King Richard. And in his acceptance speech, he apologized to the Academy and other nominees. And he also shared that Washington had just told him, at your highest moment, be careful That's when the devil comes for you. And then everyone in that theater erupted with a standing ovation. Jim Carrey is calling that ovation spineless. And I think I would agree. At that moment in time, he was not worthy of of a standing O. In fact, he should have been escorted out of the building Lord knows what could have happened when he sat down, who he might have hit next. Incredible. So that's the story everybody continues to talk about because it happened live and it was bizarre and it was it was unexpected and it was high-level drama. And these are all people who are very, very famous. They're influencers in their own right. And quite frankly, a lot of people these days don't really care about what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah, there's inflation, but they don't understand why. Yeah, there's Biden's bungles, but they're not watching TV or clips that show the bungles. So they don't know. But this stuff, they know. Candace Owens has a really interesting take on this. She's, of course, a conservative commentator, influencer in her own right, and also African-American. Here is her take on what went down. He said this on her Daily Wire show. She said, when Chris Rock first makes the joke, Will laughs, meaning he takes the joke as it was intended, lightly. 
But then he looks over and sees that his wife does not find the joke funny, and he immediately goes from an unamused, or I should say from an amused attendee, to a thug-like husband, defending the honor of his wife. After further analysis of the incident, the conservative commentator said, Through all of these jokes and the rampant commentary that is being offered, there is a conversation that is being neglected, a truer assessment of what we observed on that Oscars stage. For the first time, we saw the real Will Smith, not a fresh prince, not a survivor of a zombie apocalypse, and I am legend, not uh, a a crime-fighting cop and bad boys or a Hancock superhero, but the real Will Smith, an incredibly broken man and the residual product of a directionless society that is filled with them. The kind of society that produces men that look to their more domineering wives with their tails planted firmly between their legs for instruction on what and who they ought to be in every room. This is interesting. Now, follow me on this because some of you are no doubt aware of this, but she goes on to tell something that's very important. She talked about Pinkett Smith's 2020 confession that she had a romantic relationship with singer August Alsina. I think that's here pronounced the last name, a situation that she famously referred to as an entanglement on her show, The Red Table Talk. The truth is that off the screen, Candace says, Will Smith has been spiritually annihilated by his wife. She's like a, this is, these are my words now, she's like a Jezebel. Don't forget it was Jada Pinkett Smith who openly shared with the world how she cheated on her husband, remember? And with who? Her son's friend. Jada carried out an extramarital affair with a young man who was, at first, friends with her son. Then she dragged her puppy dog husband out into the world stage and told the public while making him sit through it and listen to it and agree that she had the right to do what she did with her own body. This is a screwed up marriage. This is a screwed up, quite frankly, demonic woman. This this is not right. This is not what God intended for a man and a woman coming together as one flesh. In the Bible, Proverbs 15 says this. Are you ready? A gentle anger, a, a gentle answer turns away wrath. A gentle answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge pleasant, but the mouth of fools spout foolishness. This is some heavy-duty stuff. Proverbs 15 goes on to say, a hot-tempered person stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. Now listen, I don't claim to have anger under control in my life but I'm just telling you of the the monumental truths in this ancient proverb found in the Bible. A gentle answer turns away wrath. This could have been handled much differently. It did not need to be handled before millions. But again, lines, I believe, are blurred in, in Will Smith's life. Everything he does is on a stage. Therefore, conducting this wrath on a stage seemed natural to him, normal to him. 
a harsh word stirs up anger. There's also something here. The hot-tempered person stirs up strife. That's exactly what happened, and it stirred up strife and everybody watching. But the slow to anger calms the dispute. It's amazing. Chris Rock was really, he was slow to anger. He didn't want to ratchet this up. Now, these words from Proverbs 15 are as true as, as water is wet. Another scripture that speaks to this is from Jesus in Luke 6, 45. Sixth chapter of Luke, verse 45 says, A good man, this is Jesus speaking, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Listen to this. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What, what, is, what is happening here in that particular verse from Jesus? Jesus said that people can be judged by what they say and by what they do because these things that they say and do reveal what's really inside the person. I'll go back to that scripture one more time. I'm reading this from the uh, New American Standard Version. A good man brings things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. If you want to know what's on the inside of a person, you simply have to watch his or her actions and listen to what comes out of their mouth on a regular basis. Now, this isn't being judgmental. This is being realistic. If a person is angry or rude or lewd or immoral on a regular basis, you can be assured that this is what he or she is like on the inside. If a person is consistently kind and, and encouraging and polite, then you can be sure that is what he or she is like on the inside. Of course, it's impossible that someone might put up a facade to deceive others regarding his character, but eventually what's on the inside will come out. The mouth speaks out of the abundance, the overflow of the heart. So what did we see here? Was it just a one-off with Will Smith? Maybe. Maybe it was just a one-off. He'd had it. You make fun of my wife, this is what happens to you. Maybe. Or could it be that this man so needs Jesus that we saw, we saw Jack pop out of the box and maybe this is something happening all the time. I don't know. But the bottom line is this. What Denzel Washington had to say to Will Smith actually has some truth to it. I would say Denzel's remarks were geared for a Christian. At your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Uh, but but it's, it is so true. Oftentimes, as, as we get to the top of our profession, when we have a big achievement in life, when we get that big raise, and when we start to boast about ourselves, me, me, my, my, I, I, that's when the devil comes and takes a shot because we placed ourselves on such a pedestal. 
Oftentimes, I find in those moments as a Christian man, God shows me otherwise. God shows me through some particular situation, some particular action, some particular consequence, that it's not me in charge, it's Him in charge. So I guess you could say at that particular moment, God, my Father, and the Holy Spirit within me says, okay, Brian, you need to learn a lesson here. Uh, devil, come on in, take a swipe at this guy because he ain't listening to me right now. He's trusting in himself. Bottom line is we need to trust in Jesus. Bottom line is Will Smith needs Jesus. Now, what about Chris Rock? I'm, I'm really just taken by this guy because I'm seeing him in a new light. I, I know his, his comedy, his brand of comedy is actually sometimes hilarious, but it's really, really foul. There's no question about it. It's just, it's disgustingly foul. Doesn't it? This guy could be funny without the foul mouth. But I'm thinking at the same time, this guy, he's, he's a nice guy. And I'm just wondering what's going on with Jesus and Chris Rock. Because Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called the children of God. In that moment, on that stage, in front of millions, Chris Rock was attempting to be a peacemaker. Chris Rock didn't walk back that joke about Jada because I think Chris Rock at that moment in time was saying it was a G.I. Jane joke, not a joke about your wife. Well, that's to be disputed. I think it was a joke about his wife. And he was using G.I. Jane as the vehicle for his joke. But at that moment in time, he really was trying to be a peacemaker. He didn't return anger for anger. He didn't return evil for evil. He didn't return cuss word for cuss word. You know, it's interesting. There's another proverb, this one from the 16th chapter of the book of Proverbs that says, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Now, in terms of Hollywood, I would have to say <laughs> Will Smith is mightier than Chris Rock. But Chris Rock showed himself to be slow to anger in that moment. And over and over again, the Bible extols the benefits of cultivating patience and controlling anger. Let's go to another proverb. This is from Proverb 19. Good sense makes one slow to anger. Good sense makes one slow to anger. When we start to understand why we should be slow to anger, we can begin practicing patience in our relationships. The Apostle James taught believers not only to listen to God's word, but to put it into practice. He said, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. I'm going to repeat that again. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Oh, then he goes on to say this. So get rid of all the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word, the word of God planted in you, which can save you. And, you ready for this? Do not merely listen to the word, 
and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Friends, we don't want to just be listeners. We don't just want to be readers of God's word. We want to let it grow within us and take hold of of our very lives. Let the Spirit do its thing within, within us. That, that way we will be, be men and women of God, men and women of the Word. We will be wise Christians who listen to God and obey and cautiously choose our words. When we react in anger, as Will Smith did, we can cause injury. I'm sure that Chris Rock's face did not feel all so great later that night or certainly the next day. When we react in anger, it can cause injury. When we hold on to anger, we breed unforgiveness. That's why I'm glad that several people surrounded Will Smith to try to get him to a place of repentance because otherwise he could have held on to that and that unforgiveness could have festered and and even more so perhaps for Chris Rock. Chris could have sat back and held on to that unforgiveness and said all sorts of things about Will Smith to the point where I'm calling the cops. Everybody saw it. I'm calling a lawyer. Everybody saw it. But gentleness, gentleness and patience make room for healing and harmony in our relationships. There's another proverb. You ready for this? A fool gives vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. That's from Proverbs 29. You know, there's so much in the Proverbs about anger, the way to handle it, the way to avoid it, because this is inherently who we are without Jesus. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed, my friends. When we surrender our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, anger, rage, unforgiveness. They go by the wayside as his spirit takes root within us and transforms us. Do you want to be transformed? Then ask for a continual filling of the Holy Spirit. If you yet to know Jesus, you need to make that decision right now. It's really, really simple. All you have to do is say, Lord, I believe you are the way, truth, and life. I believe you died for my sins. I surrender my life to you right now. I want you to take control. And he will. And he will. And he will use time and patience to serve his purposes of grace in your life. God bless you, my friends. I'm, I'm praying for Will Smith. I'm praying for Chris Rock. I'm praying for Jada. I pray that they all come to know the living Savior, the one who says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Amen. God bless you, my friends.